Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, or you can always find us on the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton, filling in for Coulter Nuanez, who's on his way over to Moscow. I'll be following him tomorrow morning. We're both heading over there to watch the Montana Grizzlies take on the Idaho Vandals. Grizz are number 16 in the nation. Vandals are number three. It's going to be on ESPN, too. It's a big one. It's always a big one between those two teams. This one, though, has got some little extra juice to it. It's going to be a sellout, I hear, over there in the Kibbe Dome. So we're really looking forward to it. If you miss anything in the first hour, Rajim Seabrook got things started, as he usually does on a Friday. Breaking it down with Colter Nuanez all, all around the wide world of sports. We also heard from Dylan Beaver's quarterback, Key Christensen, as well as star Idaho wide receiver Hayden Hatton. You can catch all that on the podcast. Just search Nuanez now wherever you get your podcast. Nuanez Now podcast is brought to you by Blackfoot Communications, as well as the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. we got to keep it moving. Here's the chick who doesn't know sports. So you only know who people are that date famous people or are married to famous people. Do you have any idea who is, and do you have any opinion on Russell Wilson? I don't have an opinion on him, except I hate his hair. <laughs> you know who he is, though, because of Sierra, probably. Yeah, and he played for the Seahawks, so That's like right. he was around. He was, he was around, he was around, around town. Um, the Denver Broncos uh, scored eight whopping points last night against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, they continue to be the worst team in the league. And it makes me so happy because I think Russell Wilson is the most disingenuous and falsified personality in all of professional sports. Okay, that has nothing to do with this. Chicken does no sports here uh, on ESPN Radio. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. So wait, what was the final score? 19 to 8. Wow. Well, Taylor was there, in case you hadn't heard. Uh, she was uh, hugging and squeezing with Brittany Mahomes. I'm worried This now. is my nightmare. This is like where the portal to hell opens up and out walks Lucifer. Maybe the rapture will be uh, encompassed in Taylor Swift being at Kansas City Chiefs games. I feel like Taylor Swift is becoming the new Brittany Mahomes, and that is not oh, a good man. thing. So I, I'm not into it. It was cute the first couple times, but... Well, she's, she, I mean, she managed to get Travis Kelsey a, a commercial on every commercial break in every single NFL game. So whatever the business part of this is absolutely working. For sure. She did also wear... So Erin Andrews has her uh, her own line of clothing. Yeah. And she sent Taylor Swift a bunch of stuff, and Taylor Swift did wear the jacket from her line. So women supporting women, you know? Erin yeah, Andrews is capitalizing on the machine as well. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I mean... She's no dummy, but I, 
I don't know if I can handle this the whole season as if I'm watching football. But. Uh, yeah, right. You don't even know football's on on Sunday. I'm sitting here waking up early to go make my bets before the games. My fiance thinks I'm a full degenerate. And uh, you have no, you're just like, what, even, what do you mean? No, Sundays is not football days for me. Sunday is cleaning mm. and going on a hike. See? Maybe Look getting some yoga in. Yeah, you probably have a much uh, more fulfilling life than me <laughs> just watching my bets either hit or not. I mean, bets aside, I think people thoroughly enjoy their football and that's fine. This, I just, I just, this, t- this is going to be oversaturation. It already is. Right. I'm that's just saying if like it Taylor continues. Swift. It's already, it's been oversaturated for 15 years. Well, she's, she's going to be, she should, she and Brittany Mahomes are going to be the most annoying things. It's going to be times two. And I thought Taylor Swift was the most annoying thing in the world since teardrops on my guitar. And here we are 20 years later. Well, I'm sorry. She's now infiltrated your Monday Night Football. The worst part about this is Travis Kelsey was one of my favorite players, and now I don't know how to really compartmentalize this. What I would like to see is everybody, if they're dating and it's legit, just let her come to the games and chill out and watch Stop the games. Stop every five yeah, minutes. We don't need I will say this. I have actually only watched the screenshots of her one time and then I realized what they were doing. Now I have my brain already trained to just look at my fantasy team and, you know, yeah. change the laundry or go get some water or something. Anytime they're showing her, I don't need to see that. Yeah. I'm here, I just want the next play. I'm waiting for her them to start some product placement with her, like a Pepsi <sighs> or, you know, and then it's going to become like really ridiculous. Did I just come up with a great idea? Yeah, a marketing well, scheme? You, I mean, you are a marketing maven to true, be sure. True, true, true. Chicken doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio. Uh, all right, what else? Well, what I, we before we go further, I wanted to tell you I brought you a present. Oh, yeah. So Buff City Soap it now off- Commando. offers lotion. They come in, it comes in five fragrances, <laughs> but you can also customize it. And this is one of the best men's fragrances. Try it. This is amazing. Okay. Yeah. It's called Commando. Yeah. Freedom and taking risks. Ooh. Lightweight hydration with coconut oil. Well, it's all plant-based. Yeah. I you mean, can use wow. it on your body and your face because it's so you clean. It you can put it on your face. There we go. I'm doing it right now. But the best part is, is it moisturizes. It smells. Wow, that smells delicious. So good, and then you'll just smell good all day. Man, I have many, many marketing uh, things coming, advertising meetings coming up today and tomorrow. Get slather so that on. Here we go. Yeah. So, um, what's really cool is that. Beth and Steve at Buff City Soap are doing such a great job. Wow, that does smell good. Only five stores nationwide are selling this body lotion right now. It's so new, and Missoula is one of them. And I think it's because Beth and Steve are so awesome. Well, even though Carolyn knows nothing about sports, uh, Beth and Steve love sports. So I always love going in there and talking. Yeah. Steve loves college football. So I appreciate it, Buff City Soap. Thanks. Glad to have you back. And uh, you're smelling all good on the Palouse all weekend long. So Buff City Soap is um, in the Albert, same little shopping area as Albertsons on North Reserve. Yep. And um, you can follow them on Buff City Soap Missoula on Instagram. And they all, and then if you sign up for their texts, they offer awesome specials twice a week at least. You get something special if you're on their text program. So I would highly recommend signing up for that. Uh, very good. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. What do you got this week? Okay. Where do I start? Where do you start? All right. My friend Jen, who is probably our number one fan of Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Love it. Hi, Jen. Has been texting me nonstop about Brock Purdy. Yes. What does she say? What does she think? Well, she wants... This is one of my favorite topics in sports right now, so thank you. Oh, good. Okay. Because I think last year you kind of talked smack about him a little bit. No, 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 no. That's what everybody else has been doing. Oh, okay. Brock Purdy is the man, and people just need to get over it. Yeah. He's 
He's a small old guy. Looks like he's in seventh grade, and and he was a seventh round draft pick. And nobody wants to believe that he's better than all these guys that were drafted in the first round. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So why are, are people disputing that? Because when it's people obvious. are stupid. They, <laughs> as we, if you didn't already know that. Uh, no, that's a, that's a sophomoric way of saying it. I think the common NFL fan has a really hard time differentiating between how much the offense that a, a team and a player operates has on their success and and or how much the offense is predicated on the talent of the player. So in other words, Patrick Mahomes gets all this credit because he's so incredibly talented. He also runs an unbelievable system that's completely built for his skill, and his coach is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NFL and Andy Reid. But people give Mahomes all the credit because he makes all these ridiculous throws and he's, improv- he's improvising all the time. Kyle Shanahan is also one of the best offensive coaches in the league. So everybody says, well, oh, Brock Purdy's only good because he plays for the Niners. And the Niners have Debo Samuel and George Kittle and yada, yada, yada. I'm here to tell you guys that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's a system quarterback. Joe Montana is one of the other great quarterbacks. He's also a system quarterback. It's it, People have a hard time. They either want to give the coach all the credit or the player all the credit. Most of the time, it's both. Yeah, of course. You have to have continuity. So people want to say, oh, well, if Brock Purdy was anywhere else, he wouldn't be any good. And if you put anybody on San Francisco, they would be as good as Brock Purdy. That's not true. Brock Purdy's the perfect guy for the system. Well, Tom Brady was on a podcast yesterday saying he's a rising star. He's uh, humble. But he Here's my favorite part about Brock Purdy right now. He still has a roommate because it is so expensive to live in San Francisco. Well, see, this is what's so funny about Sunday Night Football last week. Sunday Night Football last week, Brock Purdy's getting paid $780,000 a year, which is a great living, but in the NFL makes you one of the lowest paid starting quarterbacks in the whole league. Dak Prescott's getting paid $46 million a year, and Brock Purdy beat the absolute heck out of Dak Prescott When's his contract up? Uh, not soon enough if you're the Cowboys, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the other part about this is that the Cowboys, that or the 49ers, excuse me, they have the biggest advantage in football right now because they have a dude who's one of the best players in the league and they don't have to pay him nearly what all of his contemporaries make. Yeah, but I think that sucks. Well, it's because it's just because he's in the league right now. He has he's on his rookie contract still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this dude's gonna get two hundred and fifty million from somebody. But when? Like probably next year. Okay. Your rookie contracts either usually three or four years. He also still he also drives a Toyota, and I love that. I love everything about that. He is exactly this is the NFL mom book. Okay, you you don't spend your money. You get a roommate if you need to. Yep, yep. You don't buy a ton of bling. You don't get, you know. I don't think Brock Purdy's buying any bling. A Tesla or a Rolls yeah. Royce. You you're smart with your money, and then when you get that two hundred fifty million dollar contract, all right, you know you can kick out the roommate. Maybe you don't want to. I mean, he's young. Maybe he likes having a roommate. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. But I'm um I. I love his story. I can't wait to hear more about him. Um, and my friend Jen is obsessed with him. So, well, uh, what, what does Jen say? Why does she like him? All the reasons you just said. Yeah, she just, just thinks he's, he's amazing. Just, uh, he's I think just, it's just he was guy. yeah, and he was like the last dra- last one drafted, and then That's look right. at him. So I think it's yeah. But every week, are you going to talk about Brock Purdy? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'll get to it. Yep. Uh, well, I, I, I'm on the same page as you, Jen, so thanks for the suggestion. Chicken Ozone Sports here on ESPN Radio. It's presented in part by Buff City Soap as well as Aspen Sound. Aspen Sound's located on Broadway. It's getting chilly. Go get those automatic car starters there at Aspen Sound. Just call them up. You can get an appointment on the books. They're busy, so you do want to call ahead, uh, but go get it uh, all set up. Aspen Sound there on Broadway in Missoula. What else you got? So speaking of getting paid, you know how Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee's podcast every week? I do know that. He gets paid 
a million dollars. Aaron Rodgers does. Yes. I did not know that. To come on his podcast, not a week, but just, you know, he gets... Overall. Overall. Still quite a bit. Pat McAfee has an $85 million contract from ESPN, so he pays he does. his people out of that pot. So I'm just wondering when ESPN's going to give us $85 million. Well, uh, there's a lot more selling out we need to do. Oh, I can sell out? Like I, what? Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, what did Pat, Pat McAfee do? Pat McAfee just, I mean, what, what is popular right now is, is I know this sounds contradictory as somebody that is... Uh, working at ESPN Radio, but like I try to make this show, with the exception of this hilariousness, <laughs> not a hot takes, screaming at each other, saying controversial things type of show. Okay. Because that's what is popular right now. Yeah. I actually don't know why, because I actually hear from everybody that listens to this show that they enjoy that this is not that. This is just like interviewing high school kids and talking about the games and telling you yeah. what's going on in the community and stuff. That's what I think people would actually like. But we're this man, we're this weird point in America where like everything has to elicit like this vitriolic reaction. Sure. Whatever is said, uh, let's say they're this way or this way and that guy's right and I love him or that guy's wrong and I hate him and like there's so many people that get paid to be hated and McAfee's actually pretty good, but he is pretty outrageous. And What's his background? So, he's the, so actually, I've hung out with Pat McAfee in Missoula. Oh, wow. Before, before he was Before anybody knew who he was, because he was a punter in the NFL. Oh, he was? And he was okay. the punter for the Colts when our good friend, Colt Anderson, a great friend of the show, a good buddy of mine in college, when Colt played for the Colts, oh. he brought his punter and kicker friends back here. We were just bob- bobbing around in Missoula. Oh, cool. Nobody knows who these guys are because they're the punter and the kicker. It's just so funny that now Pat McAfee's like the punter that everybody knows, and he's like world famous. It's just hilarious. I didn't know he was a punter. Yeah, no, nobody does, but they only know him really as the personality. They don't really... Yeah. But that's why he was able to kind of break in because he, he played in the NFL forever, but he like learned the game so much because he's just watching. He got tight with all these guys because he was this journeyman, and he played at all yeah. these different places, and that's how he got in with Aaron Rodgers. And, and AJ Hawk and all the other guys on his podcast. So I don't know. Well, I actually have respect for Pat McAfee's story. I don't know how we're going to make $85 million, Carolyn. Well, I can tell you one thing Pat McAfee does that drives me crazy and not in a good way. He wears sleeveless shirts. Yeah, yeah, the tank top thing. I with, can't deal with, with like a chain. With, and with the fake and bacon going yeah, on. Yeah, I just don't like that. I would, especially I if, if you're making $85 million, you could wear a nice, like, you know, collared golf shirt or, or a button down. He's got the. He's got the guns, at least, a little bit. I don't like the look. I don't want to see his stupid arms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pat, put some sleeves on. You got $85 million. You can can afford a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. No, I was down ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. All right, what else you got? All right, Christianato. Oh, my gosh. Christianato? Christianato? (laughs) Christian Ronaldo. Yeah. (laughs) Cristiano Ronaldo. Thank you. Yes, there you go. He was in Iran. Iran. (laughs) You're on fire. God, I've only had one cup of coffee. Uh, it's early in, on this Friday morning. He was in Iran. Is okay. that how you say it? Iran, you got okay. it. Not Iran, Iran. Okay, Iran. And a, a disabled young woman gave him two beautiful, she painted these amazing f- pictures of him. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. And he was, you know, obviously very grateful. And so he gave her a hug and he gave her a kiss on the forehead. Okay. He has now been sentenced to 99 lashes if he ever sets foot in Iran again. Whoa. Because he is in a relationship with a woman. And, that, and they know this. And they know this. And that is considered adultery. Kissing somebody on the forehead. Hugging someone and kissing them on the forehead. Wow. Was this a, uh, a how do you say, 
Because you got all mad about the guy that was kissing the girl without wanting it. No, this was like a sweet, like, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really want to kiss on my forehead necessarily, but I guess it From depends. Yeah. Ronaldo, I guess it you, depends. Would, you would take it, I but promise. I would take that it. That to me is a sweet gesture. He didn't try and like mac down with her. Like sure. he gave her, he was like, I mean, you should <laughs> try to mac down. <laughs> like you should see these. These these paintings are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And she's just a young. I mean, she's just a sweet young girl. She he was just saying thank you. Okay. Um, I don't find. I didn't find. I saw the videos and pictures of it. And it was very sweet. So he can either get ninety nine lashes or he has to express extreme remorse for what he did. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what he should do. Uh, this seems seems harmless from the very little I know. About it's very it. harmless. But if I were him, I would just apologize. I don't That's want true. any lashes. Well, I don't also- think. Like, good luck catching him. Well, what if he has to go back there? Well, that's true. I mean, I don't know why he would. I mean, he's he's the second highest paid athlete on the planet. I think he could probably hire a bodyguard. I don't think that would matter. That's probably true, too. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, So, um, yeah. So, that's interesting. So, if you ever go to Iran, (laughs) do not hug and kiss another woman. I'm not going to lie. I really really have ambitions for world travel and... uh, that's not on the list. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I would actually love to go to Iran because I do think that like Persian history is so fascinating. Yeah, now would not be the time, but maybe that's maybe sometime. Hopefully, there'll be some peace and we can all just travel the world openly. Hopefully, uh, Nuwaz Dow, ESPN Radio, Chicken Does No Sports. All right, what else you got? All right, flag football might be in the Olympics in 2028. Oh boy! And Gronk wants to play on the U.S. football flag football team. Oh, I hear something crazy. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are the exact same age. And Rob, Travis Kelsey. But Rob Gronkowski, yeah, who's yeah. been retired for years, yeah. is the same age as Travis Kelsey. Do they play the same? They play the exact same position. Wow. Well, but and they've played the exact... Well, Travis Kelsey's been playing this whole time, and Rob Gronkowski retired twice. Why do you think this is? Uh, wow. That's a really good question, actually. Thank uh, you. It's because Travis Kelsey is a quote-unquote tight end, but he really plays slot receiver. He doesn't have to block nearly as much, so he hasn't he gotten nearly catches, as hurt. Yeah. He just runs around to the middle of the field. Yeah. Gronkowski had to like put his hand in the dirt and block and fire off the ball and all that. I stuff. mean, his head was so swollen. Right. I mean, his it, whole. Yeah. I mean, he got decimated. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Kelsey gets hit hard, but nobody got hit like Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he's a he's a transformer. He's so big. I mean, he he's the biggest target. Like you, do you can't think, help but get hit hard. When do you, you think it would be fair for him to be on a flag football team in the Olympics? <laughs> well, we're America, so we're going to make sure our best are playing for sure. Who's going to be the quarterback, Tom? Oh God! I hope not. I, I I don't think any professional NFL player should be playing on a flag football team. That is not fair to the other teams. I mean, do you think Michael Jordan shouldn't have been on the Dream Team? That's different. Is it? I'm talking about the physicality of it. Sure. I mean, when Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing were playing against Angola and winning by like 90 points, I, awesome. I don't think anybody thought that was very fair I know. either. They really should have let the like bench warmers play in that well, game. Okay, so the problem with the dream team was the bench warmers are like John Stockton and Larry Bird. Like, there, you know, there's not any bench warmers. Here. I just feel like, like Chris fl- Mullen was coming off the bench. You know, I just feel like flag football. An NFL player trying to play flag football is just they're so big and and aggressive, and I worry they're going to. Their natural instinct is not going to be to pull a flag, but to, ta- to well, tackle. Right. I've always thought this. It's so funny because in America, especially male uh, athletes, get filtered into like the big three sports, basically. Yeah. Basketball, football. Football is the number one, and then probably basketball, and then probably baseball. 
So, so often, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why the American men's national soccer team has been behind the rest of the world. Because, like, the best athletes in Portugal, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is the best athlete in Portugal. He plays soccer. The best athlete in America is LeBron James. He never played soccer. I mean, maybe he's played soccer in the backyard or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Our best athletes play other sports. I always thought, though, how funny it would be if our best athletes played volleyball. Like, imagine Dwight Howard and David Robinson. Trying to play volleyball? Well, and just if they actually, if that's what they got into when they were young, though. Yeah. I mean, because you watch volleyball and it's a bunch of 6'6 six, six guys. What if it was all the 7'2 guys that That's play true. center? I mean, what if Shaq played volleyball instead of basketball? So, speaking of volleyball, the other night we were at Stone. I know that's a surprise. And <laughs> Stone of the Accord, that is. They had... Um, you're in your foot. slang. People are going to think you're doing nefarious things after dark. Oh, no. Just the Stone of Accord. <laughs> just having my glass of Malbec. Good. And my uh, catch up with my husband. That's our date night. That's great. But they had foot, like foot volleyball on. Foot where volleyball. You literally play it with your feet. This is weird. And then you headbutt you can headbutt and use your feet. Okay, so it's like soccer, but you're like kicking it over the net? Yeah, so it's two on two, and it's on a volleyball, okay. sand volleyball court. And so we're watching it. First, the guys were playing, okay. and I was like, this is so weird. Like, this is just the weirdest sport, but it looks pretty fun. And I don't know if they use a real volleyball, because that would be, well, I guess they're softer than a soccer ball. But anyway, yeah. so they the guys are done, and then the girls come out, and they're in legit G-strings and bikini tops. Whoa. So, of course, my husband wanted to watch. <laughs> stay and watch. Let's go. It's on TV. This looks really interesting. He's like, oh, we'll have another round. <laughs> but this is, was, it was just such a strange sport. Yeah. And then the women are parading around with their butt cheeks out. It's a, it's certainly a very controversial part of volleyball because volleyball is such a high paced, it's a very appealing sport to watch. I mean, yeah. but there's also, then they sell it to certain sectors of the population because of the... The sh- booty shorts? The outfits, yeah. yeah. And they don't really need to be wearing outfits that small. I mean, it's like if you study the origins of professional basketball in America, they used to try to make those gals wear like very revealing. And then after a while, then everybody's like, well, no, we're just going to wear normal basketball uniforms. We're not doing this. Well, you know my theory on the WNBA. If they sexed it up a bit, they'd probably have more viewers. So maybe <sighs> they could wear some shorter shorts. They've got the bodies for it. They definitely do. For unfortunately, America's just not ready to like consider six five gals as sex symbols. Well, the fashion industry does. That's true. So yeah, they could go walk a, a catwalk, and then they could go <laughs> play some basketball. Oh man! Anyway, this this game caught my husband's attention. That is for uh, sure. Uh, uh, so I'm just saying. Foot volleyball. Foot volleyball. Never heard. Of, you come up with some stuff. I, it was just on the TV. I didn't make it up. All right. Uh, Chicken does no sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? All right. Last story. Okay. Can't wait. My bestie, Deion Sanders. <laughs> Coach Prime. He have, and they, I, have they won since you made your bet? Yeah. They beat Arizona last week. Oh, big time. <laughs> I'm always teasing because How w- dare one you? of my great coach friends has this theory. His theory is that in college football, if, if especially out west, if you live in a place where life is good no matter what, yeah, we've had this discussion. It's really hard to be good, and that's yeah. that's his whole deal. Is like at Arizona, there's never going to be good because you're going to go to the same party with the same hot girls every single time, no matter if you win or you lose. Right. That's just, it's something that's played Colorado for a long time too. Anyways, what's Coach Prime doing? Well, they have a night game this week. Who they got? I think it's Washington State. Okay, um, it's in Pullman. 
Sure. It is. It's okay. In it's a, it's eight. It starts at eight p.m. Yeah, because I'm going to be there. You're going to be in Pullman. Okay, I'm going to be in Moscow, which is six miles from Pullman, because the Grizz, you might see Coach Prime. The Grizz also play at seven thirty uh, local time, which is eight thirty Montana time. So I would ditch the Grizz game and go find. Well, Coach unfortunately, Prime. it's my job to cover the Grizz, so I can't exactly. <laughs> right, do right, that. right, right, right. Uh, okay. Well, he's pretty upset that. They don't start till eight. And I am with him. Bob, I am, Bobby Halk is like this too. I am 100% with everybody on this. Me too. I mean, we need to be in our pajamas by 7 p.m., people. <laughs> 8 p.m. football game? Are you crazy? Okay, so here's the worst part is the game I'm covering is going to kick at 8.30 Montana time. It's on national TV, so that means there's going to be commercials every five minutes. So it's going to take four hours. Oof. By the time, that's, that's an exaggeration. It'll take three and a half hours, though. And then by the time it's done, then there'll have to be another hour of doing interviews, and then I'll take another two or three hours to get all our stuff together. I'm not going to go to bed until like four o'clock in the morning. You're on staying night. the night. Oh, we're there. staying there oh, okay, for sure. Good. Yeah, uh, night games are brutal from a media perspective. I understand the TV aspect of it, but why not start them at six? I totally agree. So I, my other night game I've covered this year was at six. And then I got over it at nine and I was fine. Yeah. And then we worked until 11 and then it's still a normal, way more normal bedtime. Because on the East Coast, that is 11 p.m., if they're playing at 8 p.m. in Washington, yep. that game doesn't come on until 11. That's not doing any anyone any favors. Well, uh, see, that's see, this is they want to be exclusively on the TV. So that's why the West Coast does this because th- you're right. Most of the East Coast people are not going to watch this, but they want something on TV oh. for all the West Coast people to watch. So there's something to watch. If we live in like a bubble out west. We don't understand that like in football, like if, if Washington State, Colorado is on at one o'clock in the afternoon, it's not getting picked up by national TV. Because mm. Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and Florida and LSU and all these other, they're always going to take the prime sure. afternoon spots. Sure, sure. So the Pac-12 has s- sort of set the pace on this, moving all the games to late night. They call it Pac-12 after dark. And then you might have the weirdos on the East Coast that are still watching it. But either way, yeah, you have all the people on the West Coast that they watch football all day and now they're at home and they're just watching it on the TV. If I were Coach Prime, I would show up to this game to make a statement in my robe and pajamas. <laughs> you get Bobby Houck going on this. Yeah. Because Deion Sanders is, is uh, he's new school and he's pretty easy. Coach Houck is like, what? I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Why are we playing a game at eight o'clock at night? That, my bedtime is eight o'clock and at what night. Are they, and then Dion had a point. What, do, what am I supposed to do with these kids all day? That's the other part. Is the Grizz ju- are going to be just, in Moscow all day until yeah. 7.30 doing nothing. What are you going to do? I mean, if I were them, I would probably maybe go to a spa, hot tub, carb load, uh, get my nails done, you know? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a laundry list of things You're to do. You're hilarious. But I want to be in my pajamas at 7. Yes. This is not... I'm with these guys. I'm. Let's, let's start a... I don't know, a picket line about it. I don't know. <laughs> protest. We're starting a protest about night games. You heard it here first <laughs> on uh, ESPN Radio. Carolyn Trigoso Sports is presented in part by uh, Buff City Soap. Also, the Hot House Yoga downtown and uh, the Hype House over on Tool Avenue. Great spin and strength studio as well as Aspen Sound. Aspen Sound, uh, not only great for vehicle stereo systems, but also a great place to get an automatic car starter before winter is here. Go check them out there uh, on Broadway. Thanks for being here. Thank you.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshulteylaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up? Welcome back. Nuwana's Now 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. Another selection from Jeff Safford bringing you back all my life. Little Dirk and J. Cole here on your Friday as we head into the weekend. Jeff Safford's down at the Glacier Ice Rink right now getting things ready for us to bring in Grizzly Hockey. And this is a big game tonight. Puck drop at 7.30. Broadcast start at 7.15 right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. Rivalry game because the Montana State Bobcats are coming to town to take on the Grizz. You can hear that game right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. If you can't make it down to the Glacier Ice Rink, they'll also have that game for you. They'll be streaming it right across the street from the station at Buffalo Wild Wings, right off North Reserve. In Missoula, they'll have specials going all game. Wings, burgers, appetizers, beers, mixed drinks, get some wine, whatever you want. They'll have it for you over there at Buffalo Wild Wings. Plenty of tables, plenty of TVs, great service, and they'll be streaming the Grizz hockey game tonight as they'll be streaming every Grizz hockey game all season right there at Buffalo Wild Wings right across from us on Radio Way in North Missoula. Back to football. Huge game tomorrow. That's why Colter Nuanez is out. He's driving over to Moscow right now in preparation for the Montana against Idaho game tomorrow evening, kickoff at 8 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN2. Looking forward to that one. Huge rise for the Idaho Vandals the last couple years under Jason Eck. They didn't win more than five games since coming back to the FCS in four years under Paul Petrino. They get rid of Petrino. They hire Jason Eck. Their first year, which was last year, they beat the Grizz in Missoula. They make it to the FCS playoffs for the first time in over two decades. This year, they're even better. Undefeated against the FCS, number three in the country. Taking on the Grizz as the Grizz head over there to try to get the little brown stein back. From the Idaho Vandals, if you're curious about the rise of the Idaho Vandals, just want to plug a piece that just went up at Skyline Sports. 
I went over to Moscow to watch the Vandals play Sac State a couple weeks ago. That was the win that put them in the top five for the first time this season because they gave Sac State their first Big Sky Conference loss in multiple years. (coughs) Went over there, made a weekend of it, talked to a bunch of people around the program and in the community about the resurgence of the Idaho Vandals, and I turned it into, uh, it's it's long, it's a long piece, six or 7,000 words about the rise of the Idaho Vandals under Jason Eck. You can find it on SkylineSportsMT.com. I know I'm plugging myself here, but I, I'm proud of that one, and that's not something that I say a lot about my writing, so you can check that out. Just go to SkylineSportsMT.com if you're looking to learn a little bit more about Idaho's rise in the last couple of years under Coach Jason Eck. Here's Coulter Nuanez and myself, Andrew Houghton, breaking down that matchup tomorrow night in Moscow. Let's talk about Montana at Idaho. Definitely the game of the week, not only in the league, but uh, around the FCS as well. I've talked about this game extensively, and I think that the historical elements of it are great. We'll have a story by you uh, on the historical elements of just Idaho and leaving the league, coming back to the league, all that sort of stuff a little later on at Skyline Sports as well. But, I mean, just your take, your thoughts on this matchup. Huge one. I, I am not sure how to value this game. The line was Idaho minus 7.5. Not sure if that's changed later in the week. Yeah. Times I feel like that's okay. At times I feel like that's undervaluing the Vandals a lot, especially given that this game is going to be a sellout in the Kibbe Dome. Yeah, I thought it was going to be 13.5. I thought Idaho would open up as two touchdown favorites, and they were just oh, a touchdown in the hook. Or or 10.5, something like that. I thought yep. it would get to double digits. Yep. Um, so I guess... Two weeks ago, if I would have asked you what's going to happen in Moscow when the Grizz go to the Kibbe Dome, I think we both would have said the Grizz are going to get slaughtered. And then last week, they have a, a good win over a good UC Davis team. And I do think it gives them a lot more hope. What do you think? If, if, if Idaho wins this game, it's another affirming victory for them. Yes. They're six and, oh, they'll be 6-1 and one and 4-0. and oh, Going in there by, and they got Montana State coming to town for another prove-it game. That's awesome for Idaho. They lose the game. Okay, now you're licking your wounds. you got to figure it out. And then you got the Cats coming to town. It's going to be a huge challenge for them to try to respond, but also a, a great challenge because that's what this program needs as well in terms of growth. For the Grizz, winning last week means that if you go and lose this one, it's not SOS as much as it was. Certainly people will be uh, not happy about that in Grizz Nation, but it's not, I mean, if they lose to Davis and Idaho back-to-back weeks, then you're talking about pitchforks and for sale signs in well, the yard. Well, then you're done. Your season is over. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not making the playoffs. Yeah, then you're done, right. So that's part of it. But the Grizz win this game, and it completely changes the scope of the season for Montana. Now all of a sudden, you know, Darth Vader and the Death Star are back, and they're 7-1, and one and, you know, they're I guess they're 6-1, and one and they're going into their bye with, you know, a top 10 ranking, and they're saying, bring it on. We're going to beat Northern Colorado down. Sac State's coming to our house. The Cats are coming to our house. Let's go. It could be, it's funny to say, because Montana's had the, the the solid, most solid foundation as a program in the league for the last 30 years. The Cats are certainly on par, if not superior, at this exact moment. But this is a pr- program, I'm not going to say defining opportunity, but a program redefining opportunity for Montana. And it's funny, I would have told you two weeks ago that I thought the, the Grizz had a 0% chance of winning in Moscow. Now, I think Idaho is certainly a favorite. I think they should be favored by more than a touchdown. But it's not a it's not a null and void. It is not, not it, it is not impossible that if Montana went into Idaho and won, it wouldn't actually surprise me. 
I, it would be a, a upset to be sure, and it would shake the the country. But if they went into Mon- into Idaho and won, it would not be. It would not blow my mind as much as some of the other things we've seen in college football throughout the years. Okay, lot to attack there. <laughs> Starting with, that's absolutely right what you're saying about how Montana has sort of made things look a lot better in the last couple weeks. Yep. We talk about it with everybody. It's just having an identity. Yep. Even if you're still working out the kinks of it, even yep. if you're still imp- improving it, just gives you so much more hope. Yeah. And I think they've got that in the last couple of weeks, and we've we we've talked about this for the last couple of years. That sort of thing affects the entire team. I think it's been undeniable when the offense has been struggling and just looking incapable. Yes. At times during the last couple of years. Yes. That has affected the defense. Yes. Because it has put everything yep. on the defense yep. in terms of success. Yep. Now, this is not a world-beating offense that they've suddenly unlocked here with Clifton nope. McDowell. Nope. But it can put together scoring drives. And they used the quarterback to be a contributing factor in winning the game last week for the first time in a really long time. It's been a minute since they actually had the quarterback be a key and primary factor in winning the football game. And look, man, also a receiver other than Junior Bergen. Right. I mean, that's that's like the the litmus test, right? is their three stud receivers, who we have both agreed are three of the most talented players on their team, have all three had big games in the last two weeks. With them running basically a dumbed-down, screen-heavy offense. We screamed about it forever. Get the ball to your playmakers in the simplest fashion possible. For the first time in so long covering a Bobby Houck team, well, they the, did it. That's they the other reason why going to Clifton McDowell was just, look, at this point, I've been saying it for months. Yeah, right. At this point, everybody's agreeing with me. <laughs> that's right. You have been on it. Cliff, going to Clifton McDowell is the right choice because right. not only does it make the running game very effective, it forces you to make things simple in the pass game. Yeah, It forces you to scheme up easy throws for him. And yes. there is no shame in being simple. Th- that's exactly right. In fact, guess, it was the best thing that could have happened to guess, them. Because guess what? If you simply just get the ball to Aaron Fonts and Drew Bergen and Eli Gilman, they're just better than everybody else. That's right. <laughs> they're just more talented than everybody else. I mean, it, it always seemed like a really simple recipe. Hey, get the plus one quarterback run game going. Yeah, right. Force everybody to put seven or eight in the box. Right. Then you can just run two-man concepts with Aaron Fonts and Keelan White, put them on the same side, yep. have them run crossing deep posts, yep. have them run mesh, whatever, have Eli Gilman leaking out of the backfield, you're going to scheme up an easy throw to one of those guys. Yep. It's not that hard. So that's been huge for Montana. I think that's the biggest reason why I think they have a chance. And I think that that level of competency on offense is also going to be reflected in the defense's play this week. Who benefits or suffers more from the result of this game? There's there's multiple ways. Idaho win, Idaho loss, Grizz win, Grizz loss. Which is the most detrimental to that side of things? Grizz loss. A Grizz loss. Yeah, Idaho can can wear this one. They can wear it and still be where they want to be, need to be. It's a setback for sure. I think the biggest thing is that... I mean, I guess if Montana comes in and wins this game 45-7 to or something, right. which I think is pretty much off the table. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That would really hurt you because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to an Idaho football game for the first time in five, ten years. Twenty. I mean, it's the first time the Kibbe Dome has been sold out for decades. Exactly. So, you, but 
Not winning doesn't drive those people away. Looking bad drives those people away. Right. If if the place is packed and everybody's having fun and you end up losing it 28-24, sure. all those people are remembering that, man, Hayden Hatton made a sweet touchdown catch in the second quarter and we had a lot of fun, you're all good. And I don't think Idaho's going to get blown out in this game. I do think that the worst result, or I guess the most detrimental for the narratives around these programs is if the Grizz go there and get embarrassed. Which I think is possible. That is possible. I think the Grizz could lose by four touchdowns. I don't think that Idaho is going to lose 45-7. to The Grizz could certainly lose like 42-14. Absolutely. And the Grizz could also, though, win, and the Grizz could also go in there and fight their butts off and lose, you know, a narrow one, 31-27 or something like that. Yep. So. I think it's I think it's all on the table, but I think that that really hurts for Montana because yeah. it, First of all, in the scope of this season, it puts you really behind the eight ball. You dropped yep. a two and two in conference, and you got Sac State, and you got the Cats. Yeah, and that makes that Sac State game an absolute must win. That's right, because I don't think they're on the level of the Cats. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, no, it's true. They are, and you still got the D two win in there, and that really hurts for your playoff resume. It also puts you definitively on the back foot in both of the rivalries that your fan base cares about. Yes, right. Big Sky Breakdown, Andrew Houghton here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. I'm excited for Moscow this weekend, man. Thanks for doing it. We are excited for Moscow this weekend. Colter Nwana is probably already in Moscow by this point. He wanted to get over there a day early uh, to get a little uh, experience, a little bit of that Vandals fan base. I'll be heading over to uh, to Moscow tomorrow. Kickoff's at 8 p.m., so I probably won't even leave before noon, so that's nice. Get to sleep in a little bit on a Sunday Looking forward to that. And then the one that we've all been waiting for, Montana at Idaho, kicks off at 8 p.m. You can find it on ESPN2. Thanks for listening. Nuana is now coming to you live on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana in the ESPN MT app. If you're watching on SWX Montana or the ESPN MT app, you don't see Coulter Nuanez in the studio. You don't hear Coulter Nuanez talking to you either. That's because Coulter's over in Moscow. I'm Andrew Houghton filling in for you today. One segment left. We'll bring it back in just a couple minutes. Tie up any loose ends about that Montana-Idaho game. Give you a sneak peek at what's coming up this weekend on ESPN Radio. We'll be back right after this. Keep it tuned. ESPN Radio. What's up? Welcome back. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Last couple minutes of Nuanez Now for your week on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. If you haven't downloaded that ESPN MT app yet, go check it out. Just go to uh, your Google Play Store, your Apple Store, search for ESPN MT. That'll come up for you. A uh, lot of cool stuff on there. Not only can you watch all live and archived episodes of Nuanez now, see what hijinks Coulter gets up to in that studio, you can also see every live and archived Grizz hockey game, as well as Grizz lacrosse when we get back to that in the spring. Grizz hockey going to be on the app tonight. Broadcast starting at 7.15, puck dropping at 7.30. Grizz taking on Montana State. Home and home, actually, for the Grizz and the Cats this weekend. Tonight's game in Missoula at the Glacier Ice Rink. Tomorrow's game also at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Going to be in Bozeman. So a big rivalry weekend for Grizz Hockey. We'll have that Grizz Hockey game for you tonight as well as tomorrow. 
on the ESPN MT app as well as 102.9 ESPN Radio. Jeff Safford going to be on the call tonight. We're going to pack it all up. He's going to take the bus over to Bozeman tomorrow and do the same thing all over again. Two big games for Grizz Hockey because Montana State has quite a good team over there in Bozeman. So a big test early in the season for the Grizzlies. Both of those games will be on ESPN Radio. Again, both of those broadcasts starting at 7.15 p.m. That's tonight and tomorrow. Sunday, we'll be bringing you some NFL football. San Francisco 49ers at the Cleveland Browns. Broadcast getting kicked off at 10 a.m. And we'll also, crazy that we're already into the league championship series in the Major League Baseball playoffs, but we are. And what a finish to the division series last night in Philadelphia. Two home runs from Nick Castellanos give the Philadelphia Phillies a 3-1 series win. In fact, I think the, the score last night was 3-1 to one as well, but a 3-1 to one series win over the Atlanta Braves, who are one of the better regular season teams that we have seen in years. Big upset, crazy crowd last night in Philly. Spencer Strider going for the Braves, who won 20 games this season. He pitches well, but Castellanos gets to him a couple times. Trey Turner also hits a solo home run, so the Phils do their damage. With the long ball to knock the Braves out, they're advancing to the NLCS against the upstart Arizona Diamondbacks, who knocked out the Los Angeles Dodgers in a three-game sweep. That series starts on Monday, but the ALCS starts on Sunday. A Lone Star Series, Texas Rangers and Houston Astros, both making it to the LCS. We'll have game one of that series for you at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for being with me today. Keep it locked to SkylineSportsMT.com for coverage of that huge Montana-Idaho football game all weekend. And Colter Nuanez will be back in studio on Monday to break it all down for you. The Montana Football Hour getting your show started as we do every Monday. I'm sure there'll be plenty to analyze from this weekend regardless of the outcome of that game. Marty Morningwag as well in studio on Monday for the Monday afternoon quarterback. That'll do it for us. Have a great weekend. This has been Nuanez Now ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanez Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home and uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on and it was really surreal it was a cool moment cool experience for sure uh, that's so cool you guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you but when people are looking up to you like they do I mean they think I mean you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana what's yeah. that like being a Montana kid um it's different for sure um you know growing up you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that but um you know it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids lives um you know, I just wanted to make sure uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.